Hello, welcome back to the Real Estate Queens podcast, where we talk about everything San Francisco real estate, whether you're buying or selling, so you can all become real estate queens. My name is Marina Schifferman, and today is an episode all about selling your home. Last week, we did an episode, the steps if you are thinking about buying a home in 2024, and today's episode is if you are thinking of selling your home in 2024. What are the steps? How do you get started? A lot of my clients were first-time home buyers, and then in a few years, they became sellers, and then they have to think about what are the steps. So here, I'm just going to break down all of the steps before selling when you're thinking about selling. So ready, set, let's get into it. One, everything always starts with reflection. Not only are you reflecting on yourself, on the life that you're leading, on the life that you want to lead, what does it look like, but you're also reflecting on why are you moving? Why are you selling? Where do you want to move to? What does your life look like now and in the future? What kind of home do you need? What kind of living situation are you looking for? What do you want now that you didn't have before? All those questions need to be answered. And this is going to take a while because it's very personal. You could just think it's a really great financial decision or you're ready to upgrade on the size and price point of your house, which are all really great. Or you decided that you're ready to live in a different area that you always looked at. There's many, many reasons. So first of all, reflect on it all. Number two, declutter and organize your finances. Look into your existing mortgage. Speak with your lender about you wanting to sell because some mortgages have prepayment penalties. For example, if you have a 30-year fixed mortgage, fixed rate mortgage, and you want to pay it off in year 10 because you're selling, that's great. You absolutely can do that. You can sell at any time. You can refinance it in any time, but you have to know what is it going to cost you to do so. Speak with your lender, your current lender, about your existing mortgage and your plans. Some lenders, if you want to stay with the same lender, have what's called a bridge loan. You can buy another house before you sell. Clean up any liens, property taxes, lawsuits, HOA disputes, any debt that is tied to the property or you personally. If you haven't paid your property taxes and you're delinquent, you need to clean that up. If you're in the middle of a lawsuit regarding your house, you need to clean that up. If you're in an HOA dispute, if you haven't paid your contractor, clean up anything. And anything, you should know about anything that's going on. But if you need to know, then you get a title report and your realtor can help you with that. Your title report shows you everything that's going on with a house that you need to clear up. Look into your finances to determine the different ways you want to buy or rent moving forward. What is the price point you're looking at moving forward? 
Once you declutter and organize your finances, this also includes looking into existing investment accounts you have, talking to your wealth manager, just, just figure it out. Get your financial ducks in a row, understand what's going on so that you can move forward. Number three, get a good realtor that knows the market, obviously cannot stress this enough, a good local realtor, not one that works in the North Bay or the East Bay or the South Bay, one that works in San Francisco because that's where you're selling. You're not selling in Oakland. You're selling in San Francisco. A good realtor is going to do many things for you. First of all, they're going to completely take all the stress off of you, give you complete peace of mind that you have a professional that knows what they're doing. They're going to help you price the property correctly, time the market so you come out at the right time of the market because there's a right and wrong time to get the best price possible. They're going to keep you informed on what's going on in the local market, what's coming soon on the market, obviously what's on the market, how many offers they got, what's been pending before they even close, all the behind the scenes stuff that you can't know. Like I would call the agents that are selling houses around me that have already accepted an offer are pending and I'd find out the, the scoop. A good realtor is gonna guide you through the process. They're gonna project manage the entire thing. They're going to negotiate with other realtors and other buyers to get you the best possible deal. They're going to give you peace of mind. They're going to do all the marketing. They're going to do everything. So you need to get a good local realtor. And then the fourth thing you need to do is move out. Logistically get everything ready to move out. Declutter your home, hire mover, or I'm sorry, declutter your home, throw out, donate everything that you don't need. Prepare to hire movers prepare to be moved out. It's very difficult to sell a home with people living in it. Nobody, buyers are very visual. If a buyer walks into a house, they want to visualize themselves and their lives in the house. They don't want to come into a house and smell last night's dinner and see the rug that you've had for a year or two. They don't want to see your compost bin on the counter. They don't want to see your shampoo in the shower. They don't want to see your pillows and your blankets. They don't want to see all your kids' toys or all their books. They don't want to see you. They want to see themselves. You need to move out. Of course, sometimes that simply is just not the case. If you cannot move out, then just understand you will get a lower price than if you do move out. After you move out, then let your realtor get to work. Here are the next steps after you move out. Now, this is where I'm really going to take charge. You really don't have to do much. But the next steps are preparing the house for sale. You have already moved out. Do we need, we need to paint most likely the bare minimum is painting and fixing anything that's not working. Like if you have a leaky faucet, runny toilet, the drain isn't working. If you have water damage cracks on the outside of your house, anything repairs, painting, staging. 
If we're going even further than that, we can do landscaping. We can do light remodeling. We can do changing out light fixtures and whatever. So preparing your home for sale. The next is preparing the disclosure package. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Just got some new herbal tea. It's delish. So preparing the disclosure package. Disclosure package. When a seller is preparing their home for sale, you have to prepare a package to show potential buyers with all the behind the scenes information about the house. It's called a disclosure package. That's about 60 pages long. Some documents are completely boilerplate, like point and sign, and they're boilerplate for any sales that go on in California and in San Francisco. Things like carbon monoxide detector disclosure, lead-based paint disclosure, Megan's Law, so many boilerplate disclosures, wire fraud, a bunch of these things that are actually required. Then there's documents that are required and specific to the property that are not just point and sign. The seller actually must go through these yes, no, maybe questions and and fill out yes, no, and then provide explanations for every single question. These are really important documents. You learn a lot about the house. Then we've got title reports that we order from escrow companies. We have inspection reports for the buyers to review. Sometimes we order inspection reports at the very beginning that we know that we're going to sell so that we can fix certain things so that the buyer isn't overwhelmed with what they have to fix. Any other relevant information that's relevant to the house, such as, oh, I had a leak last year, someone came out to fix it, you need to put that in there. If I, if you had a lawsuit against the house, you need to put that in there. For example, a lawsuit against the house, like a tenant lawsuit or something, that needs to be in there. If you have ever had any architecture plans or bids for work, you need to have that in there. If your property is in a homeowners association, There needs to be HOA-specific documents that we need to get from the HOA. Financial documents, minutes, things like that. Then we have the marketing period. Every agent kind of does this period differently, but essentially it's marketing the house for sale, making it look its best, presenting it at its best online. This can include things, but obviously not limited to beautiful pictures, videos, brochures, social media, open houses, special special shows in the house, special um, invitation-only showings in the house, things like that. This is the period where it's out there on the market for people to see. This is super important. You get one chance to to have this period. One chance. You must come out making your house look amazing and it has to be at the right price. You cannot be one of those sellers that's like, I'm not going to stage it. Let's just see what the house does in the two weeks and then maybe I'll stage it and, and lower the price. No. If it's not perfect right out the gate, it's as good as dead. It's as good as tainted property if you have to change anything. So this is very important. And then you have the offer period, the negotiation period. You're accepting offers, you're negotiating with the buyers and the agents, not you, the real estate agent, your realtor. And then there's the escrow period and then there's closing. So those are generally the steps. Now I wanna talk about 
the costs for a seller that is associated with selling your home in San Francisco. First, we have the costs to prepare your home for the sale. I already I already touched on this topic, but movers, repairs, any work you're doing on the house, fixing toilets, painting, remodeling, landscaping, inspection reports. These are home inspections, pest inspections, roof inspections, mold inspections, any inspections that you need to have on your home. Those are the cost of the seller. Professional cleaning team, not just you with your Swiffer and not just your regular cleaners, but an actual professional cleaning team that is cleaning for the sale, deep, deep cleaning. And then you have staging for that wow factor. Remember when I said buyers are visual, they want to come in, wow, be wowed, which is why everything is painted. Everything is fixed. You are out. Staging is in. They are in less hurdles for them to cross if they have to cross that someone else lives there. This is someone else's home. It's designed specifically for someone else. It cannot be that way. Now let's look at closing costs. When you're already in escrow and you're looking to close, transferring the deed, transferring the title to someone else, you have transfer tax. The seller is responsible for paying this. If it's less than a $10 million sale, it's 2.75% of the sales price, one-time fee. You also have notary fees. If you don't want to go in physically to your escrow company to sign final closing documents, they can have somebody sent to you a notary. It costs money. It's about $150. Real estate commission, 6%. Split between the realtors, 3 and 3 and then again with their company. And then, like I said earlier, your mortgage and your lender might charge you a penalty or a prepayment cost to pay off your mortgage in full and on time. So that's it. That's it in a nutshell. If you're thinking about selling your house, listen to this episode. I've narrowed it all down for you. If you enjoyed this episode, if you gained any knowledge, inspiration, education, if you want to become a real estate queen, if you want to brag a little reach out to me. Let me know. Marina Schifferman on Instagram. Love you. Love you all. I love doing this podcast. Let's all be real estate queens and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.